Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sip With Me. I'm your host, Ioana Kekados. And I'm your host, Aaron Carlson. We're releasing an episode for you every Monday at 10.30 a.m. Central Time, which means you can listen to us during your commute, after work workout, or even enjoy a drink with us during your very own Monday night happy hour. And who doesn't like to have a little fun on a Monday night? Don't forget to subscribe, review, and share our show. And be sure to follow us at sipwithme underscore for the latest episode updates, news, and all of our favorite cocktail concoctions. Hey guys, and welcome to the fourth episode of season four. For this week's cocktail, we are so excited to be featuring bartender Casey, also known as City Gal Cocktail on Instagram. She shares with us her favorite cocktail that she came up with during lockdown that she calls Your Fine Girl. Take it away, Casey. Hi there, my name is Casey Schwer from City Gal Cocktail. I make fresh and fun cocktail recipes to encourage others to try new drinks with fresh ingredients. I started making more complicated cocktails during shelter in place and had fun experimenting with new spirits and ingredients. I started creating my own recipes with what I had learned and I launched City Gal Cocktails in May to share my recipes with others. My favorite cocktail, at least currently, is called You're a Fine Girl and it's one of my own recipes. With brandy, amaro, and allspice dram, the fall spices are really nice on the nose and the spices complement each other well. The pomegranate and lime juices really brighten the cocktail while giving it a beautiful color. Throw some cardamom and orange bitters on top and you won't be able to set the drink back down. For this recipe and more, you can find me over on Instagram. My handle is at citygalcocktails. Hope to see you there. Cheers. So grab your fine girl and let's meet a girl making some of the finest cocktail infusions around. Welcome back to the episode. We are infused with excitement to have Ashley Evans, the creator and founder of In Booze, a mother of four and a cocktail lover like us. And in 2018, she wanted an easier and healthier way for everyone to enjoy drinks at home and by infusing with simple fruits, spices, and herbs, you know exactly what you are gonna be getting in your cocktail. Ashley, we are so excited to have you on the show and to hear about what you have built. Thank you for having me, hello. So first and foremost, tell our audience just a little bit about who you are, your background, and then you know, take us through that beginning journey of you know, when you had the an inspiration for your product and kind of how you went about like making it a re- Okay. Um, so I have been a blogger for over 10 years now. Um, I guess I'm not really active on my blog anymore now this has started, but uh, I used to always love to share cocktails. And so that was one of the things I would always do. I had something Saturday sips. So I'd give mm-hmm. everybody like a, a, a list of everything to do um, to buy and we would make cocktails at nine o'clock. And so that was kind of fun, I but that would get so much feedback, you know, people like, well, that's too much to buy, or I don't, I didn't really want to do all the work. And so um, it just kind of had me thinking a little bit, okay, like, how can I make this easier? Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the things that I was kind of playing around with. Um, I used to, I still do. I always get those big bottles of alcohol at Costco. And so uh-huh. I, just, <laughs> um, I just put like fresh fruit and stuff like that in there. And so I was like, okay, so how can I make this work for just, if someone just had to buy their alcohol, how can I make them? so much easier. Yeah. So then I started dehydrating things at home. And mm. so then it just kind of 
I was just playing around like a little mad scientist. It was fun. Um, and things actually worked without adding any extra sugar or anything to it. So it's just yeah. kind of ended up being, wow, I can do this and it still tastes great. And, um, but then I wanted to also dehydrate my own things just because if you buy it, they put a ton of like sugar and chemicals yeah. in it to make it look pretty. And I was like, it looks pretty just by itself. So mm -hmm. that's where it kind of started. So then I was like trying to think of a name and um it just hit me one day i'm like well i'm infusing booze why don't we just call it in booze it's just so easy like i was overthinking it for like two months and finally i'm like oh it just hit me you know like it's just so easy um but then still i feel like um i was trying to figure out how to kind of present it you know yeah 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 i didn't yeah. really want to feel shipping glass or anything it was just kind of one of those things like okay, how can i package this where it's easy and light and um like yeah, we just, we take our booze with us everywhere. So it's kind of nice. Mm -hmm. It's just very light. And so um, I started looking at like different size bags to put it in. And then that's where like kind of like the tea style bag started. And, oh, yeah. So once it's infused, you can just take it out. There's no floaties. It's just, it, yeah, it's so very easy. What was the transition process like from like, this really seems like a, a home like grown idea. Like kind of, it was a natural evolution into turning it into something. Um, yeah. So, like, what was that transition like in terms of, you know, taking it from something that you kind of just were doing and kind of, you know, learned to love and, like, evolve into something to actually making it into, like, what it is now? Yeah, it's, um, well, so, again, we have, it's the cottage law. So, I was able to do some things at home, and I had, like, a little space that I made. And so that was where I first started. I had three flavors and I was able to dehydrate at home. Um, I couldn't sell in stores. I could sell at mm. markets. And so I'd go to like different craft shows and everything like that. Um, so I think it was like the first five months. That's what I was doing. And then I kind of figured out, okay, so if I want to be in stores or just kind of, you know, take it to the next level, I have to a certification. So then I found a, a local kitchen that I could go and dehydrate in. And then where it kind of started um, taking off a little bit more. But still, I was still pretty much just doing um, like little shows and everything. There wasn't as much of an online presence. I and then, then it kind of started once COVID hit, everyone's drinking at home. And that's when everybody started. Trying. So it was just kind of one of those things that kind of pro mm. progressed. But then I was like, oh, okay, it's really taking off now. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> but yeah, it was nice to have that certification, though. It kind of gave me a little bit more credibility, too. Yeah. So you kind of touched on this as well with COVID even just like us interviewing a lot of small business owners, for a lot of people, it's really impacted their business. Um, and I know you kind of touched on how COVID actually helped you. Um, could you talk more about that and how in general, maybe you've had to pivot within your own business or how things have really changed with COVID? Yeah, um, I wasn't expecting it at all. It was kind of crazy. Um, I had a show on March 7th last year and it was in Chicago and I was like, oh, okay, so, I was, I was shocked that that one happened. And then after the, I got home that Sunday, everything just started canceling. And so I had over 25 shows that were canceled right away. And I was like, okay, mm. so now what do I do? <laughs> so I was kind of like panicking for a minute. Yeah. And plus I had to homeschool the kids and we were all like, where do we go? Where do we find food? It was just like chaos. Um, so I kind of gave myself five weeks to just kind of reevaluate, like kind of figure out, let's get the home life settled and then I'll deal yeah. with the business, you know? And so then finally um, someone just reached out on Etsy and they're like, Hey, we're having a virtual event. Um, I, we'd love to have them booze. And I was like, what's that? You know, like we didn't even think uh -huh. about that before. And so then the, kind of the virtual retreats, events, convention, all this thing, all these different things started taking off. So a lot of businesses were buying it for their employees, just kind of an incentive. And uh, I was like, okay, so maybe I should market it more as like for virtual events. And I also started seeing like the notes coming through for gifts. So like, Hey, like, 
everyone would say, hey, I know this sucks right now, but here's a great drink for you. So people were just sending it to all their friends. And so I just kind of ran with that a little bit more. So it was kind of getting more of a presence online. And I just kind of marketed it more towards a fun gift or just something, you know, to get through this chaos right now. And so it kind of worked in my favor for sure. But I just, I had to think about, okay, how do I do this? And especially since I do dehydrate everything myself, I had to figure out, okay, so where's orange? Like, where, how can I find oranges right, right now? Or how uh -huh. can I find this and that? And so that was another thing too, like just sourcing everything um, for a while, like all my bubble wrap and bubble mailers were out of stock for about a month and a half. So I was like, okay, now what I, so it's just, there, there's always <laughs> something I'm like, okay, what do I do now? And there's the uh -huh. kind of like a chaos panic mode, but then I just would figure out how to make it work. And then I think it was in maybe May or June, I was on BuzzFeed. And so then that's uh -huh. where it was like crazy. Yeah. And again, I was like, I didn't have any employees at that point. And I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. So then it's like trying to safely find someone else to help me and just, yeah. But we, we got through it. It was kind of a blur. I was like looking back, I'm like, I don't remember uh -huh. a lot of that, but it, <laughs> I don't know. And I read somewhere that you were on Oprah's stocking stuff list. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so oh, that was yeah. the thing that I didn't even, they don't warn you. And so all of a sudden, oh. I in November, I was like, what is happening right now? I knew it was going to be busy for the holidays, but uh -huh. I've never been, had an online presence during the holidays in this sense. And so I was like, oh, you know, we're kind of preparing to get busy, but it just went like crazy. And I had to actually go on vacation mode for a second because I was just like, mm. I couldn't keep up at that point. And yeah, and I was like, oh, we finally figured out that it was Oprah's list. Like they didn't warn me at That's all amazing. or anything, so. Yeah, it was one of those things. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was great, but also, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then, so talk a little bit about the process of creating the actual product. So, like, I know you talked about dehydration a couple of times. Like, what is the process of, like, if you're going to pick, you're going to pick a specific flavor. Yeah. Um, you're going to be using like multiple fruits, herbs, whatever it is. How do you, like, come up with a flavor and then how do you actually what's the process of creating because i i personally have never like dehydrated anything or yeah you played with the dehydrator um, yeah it's kind of what fun does it actually so, look like yeah so it's um we kind of figured out the perfect way to slice everything so everything's consistent so it kind of dries at the same time mm. um, but we have these big huge so each one has 24 shelves and they're like they have these big trays and so we have five of those dehydrators right now and so like one of them will hold, we, I would say we dehydrate almost 500 pounds of produce a week right now. Wow. So it, it, we're definitely getting up there where we're doing a lot. Uh, so we slice everything and then it goes into the dehydrator. It takes about, about 18 hours. It takes quite some time. Oh, wow. So we kind of have a process where we load it in the morning and then the next morning we unload and reload. So we kind of have that whole system. And then um, if it's something that we're not dehydrating ourselves, like a, a lavender, I found a good source where it's nice organic lavender and really making sure everything just is the one ingredient. Um, I don't want any added chemicals or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, most things are fresh, but sometimes we'll have to do some like frozen strawberries if it's out of season. Um, but luckily once you dehydrate it, it's good. It really can't go bad. So I always give a two year shelf life, but we never have it on, on shelf for that long. But mm -hmm. so it's kind of nice, like during berry season, I'll go crazy and we'll just do a ton of berries. So we mm -hmm. have them throughout the fall. And then afterwards, we just kind of put them all in little pouches. And it takes about maybe five rounds to get the 
right quantities of everything. And mm-hmm. uh, so there's a lot of t- sampling and just, I mean, it's not that bad. That, oh, I have to try another margarita today. You know, like, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. But just get a lot of the, the, the taste processing or like, like, okay, does this need more strawberries or less? Or, you know, kind of that kind of thing, like playing around with the different flavors. Yeah. But, and how many different flavors do you have? And what are the most like popular ones? Yeah. Uh, let's see. So there's right now available, there's 16 flavors. Um, and, but we have, I would say we have about 22 that we kind of rotate in and out. So there's seasonal ones. So like on April 1st, we'll kind of take away some of the wintery ones and bring back Mm -hmm. all the spring ones. Um, the most popular, um, would be the spicy margarita. And that's one of my favorites. Mm. And that's nice because it's sugar-free. Most of them are sugar-free. Um, if there is sugar in them, there's just a cube that I make. So like the old fashioned has the bitters infused sugar cube. So it's only adding like five grams for the entire infusion, which in the grand scheme is not Uh bad for cocktail. So the old fashioned is another huge seller. Um, the red wine sangria and the beer lavender lemonade too. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And the beer lavender was supposed to be like a summer while just kept wanting it. I think it's just some of those things that kind of, even in the winter, you're like, oh, this is kind of nice. And you know, it's kind of relaxing. I don't know. I feel like people really will always want the beer lavender. Um, although the mules too, those are huge. And the mules are sugar-free, so they have ginger in them. And so you don't need ginger beer at all. So it's, it's kind of crazy how much flavor just a little bit of ginger adds to it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing how many types of cocktail infusions you guys have. Where do you guys really get your inspiration from? Um, I know you kind of had this passion for cocktails and cocktail making, um, but do you guys kind of go to social and kind of your followers to, to get inspired or is it really just your own ideas? Yeah, for sure. I always kind of see, like, I always kind of watch and see what's, when I go out to eat, like, well, when I used to, <laughs> um, when yep. I used to go and like kind of see what was on the menu, I was like, okay, well, can we do that? And uh, so I kind of look and see what's trendy. And also just, I do a lot of polls and stuff like that on Instagram. Uh, a lot of people have asked for mojitos and that's the one, the mint has been really hard for us to work with. So that's the one thing that I haven't mm. quite got gotten yet, but otherwise I'm pretty much, like people wanted different, more margaritas. So now we have four varieties. And so that was kind of something that is, okay, so people love the mules, people love the margaritas, I'll make more of them. So they, there's more variety. And so it's just kind of playing around and then seeing what actually can work and taste good. Um, but it's kind of fun to see what people are looking for. I also read that you are um, a part of Macy's Black History Month focus and yes. that you're going to be kind of featured in some of their stores. What is it like? to like represent small business and like be a a leader for that whole community and you know to be out there to be visible and to be doing this like what has that been like and what has it been like during covid and like how are you like being in that like you know that is a role and there is some pressure in that to do good work so what's that been like for you you know during the pandemic yeah um it is kind of hard at first, especially because, you know, being in the, in the show community, like with all the other crafters and makers, I was, I didn't want to be like, hey, look at me, this, I'm, you know, it's hard because there are people that are really struggling. So it's like, really, I don't want to like, I don't know, you know, it's kind of hard. You want to be like yeah. a little cautious, but also I was very excited about what was happening as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of had to kind of go back and forth with that a little bit. And then with the Macy's opportunity, I kind of was like, first, of course, when I get the email, I'm like, okay, let's go on LinkedIn and make sure this is legit. You know, <laughs> it's like kind of like, okay, are you kidding me? And I'm like, wait, 
are you sure? You like, are you the right person? You know, uh-huh. it was one of those things, and it was legit. And so, um, just kind of wor- working with them and which flavors we liked um, that I thought would represent the brand well in Macy's, which is insane. Like, it yeah, just it's it, awesome. it still isn't real to me at all. And I worked at Macy's in college, and it's kind of one of those funny oh. things, kinda, like the full circle. Yes. And so, um, I don't know. It just was kind of it's really exciting, but also uh, also a little bit overwhelming too at the same time. Yeah. Like, I still only have like two other people working with me and we are working like crazy, especially in the holidays. I was barely sleeping and stuff like that. So it's one of those things that I, people do have to realize that we are still very much so a small business. Even if I do have some exposure, I still, and we were still dealing with COVID. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's not like I can just hire a team. I don't know. So, but yeah, it, it is a lot of pressure. I feel. Do you have any advice for anyone who's either looking to start um, a small business or kind of just toying with the idea of really starting anything uh, by themselves? I feel like you're super inspiring and you've really done it by yourself from the beginning. Um, So I'd love for you to share just any advice you have on that. Yeah, um, I always just say, kind of go with it. You know, I was trying to make everything perfect at first. So, oh, well, I don't know if I like this packaging. But if you just go with it and just start, just anything little bit that you can even if it's just a small like I only started with three flavors and that was all I could do at first and I'm still learning how to make it work so I think there's just so much pressure everybody wants it to be perfect before they actually mm-hmm. launch and so it kind of if you th- if you really have the passion behind it and you think that it's gonna be something great then just you know it'll things work itself out I used to stamp every little package with a stamper I had these things that I was printing on the back you know it was a, a kind of a hot mess at first but <laughs> I evolved and I figured out okay that doesn't work maybe this will work and so it's just it's one of those things you have to kind of figure it out and also just kind of sourcing things I feel like yeah. there's so much information out there like well you should buy from this company or you should do this but mm-hmm. um I don't know as a small business I feel like a lot of people forget that a lot of people don't have money when they're starting like yeah like I can't afford to get 10,000 of these bags printed at first so I am going to stamp these because who can afford that Mm -hmm. and so I've really been kind of trying to self-fund as much I haven't gotten any loans or anything yet so that's kind of one of the things I want to just self-fund as much as I can so I'm not putting myself in the hole before I even get anything started Mm -hmm. and so just kind of always be careful about what information you're getting from people too I feel like there's so many courses out there and so many different things that oh yeah market to you and you're like oh yeah this is great I'll give you $200 for this course and then you get mm-hmm. nothing out of it so just yeah. kind of get as much free information as you can I feel yeah. yeah and then talk a little bit about your future plans for the company and the product what does 2021 look like and like where are things kind of going from here yeah it's one of those things that just after the effect of 2020 like just it was, it went crazy. And then I realized like the kitchen that I was in before, it just wasn't working. I was coming home and shipping from home still. And so then I, and it was a 30 minute drive each way. And so I think it was like the end of the summer. I was like, okay, let's maybe start to see if there's a place closer to me. And so I did end up finding a, like it's a warehouse with a storefront really five minutes from our house. It was like nice. cheaper for me to rent this. And so that's where the process of the, the fall was building this kitchen and this warehouse. And so we just moved in on December 7th. And so we're still oh, kind of wow. transitioning and all that stuff. But it's like, most things like, wait, this is mine. Like I put up the sign. Uh-huh. People like, yeah, oh, it's like, what? It's, it's just so weird. And just to have a place where I can, I can ship things and I can have other people working and doing things. They can easily ask me questions or vice versa, you know, 
Um, it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, and now I feel kind of more legit, but yeah. it's also crazy too. Like, what do I do with the storefront <laughs> now? Like, what do I put? <laughs> you know, like all the, just decorating, like we painted and it's just slowly getting things. So yeah. I feel like with the space though now, um, it'll be easier for us to kind of come up with more flavors or kind of have an yeah. inventory. Yeah. So if say like Macy's needs like a ton more, oh, you're like, okay, yes, I can do that now instead of just yeah. kind of scrambling at the last minute. Um, so that we're coming up with new flavors for the spring and then I'm oh, sorry I'm like oh, sorry <laughs> I feel like I'm getting like all stuffy right now um and then I feel like there's some other stuff on the horizon so maybe like some like margarita salts or just some other oh, fun, that's fun. yeah mm-hmm. like little things that okay. would go with the cocktail okay. as well yeah Ooh. and I always like have fun shirts and stuff so people were asking about that I don't know how much I'll get into that at mm-hmm. all but maybe just some fun little like more mugs and stuff yeah I'm kind of going along I don't know <laughs> I have a lot of ideas. It's just trying to figure out what will I all actually execute. Yeah, yeah. But it's exciting to have that kind of space to kind of have the freedom mm-hmm. to do whatever I want. Yeah. Did you? I, I'm always interested. Like, did you ever really think this would become what it is? I mean, it's it's amazing. I mean, you've been featured on with Oprah. I mean, that's like that's our dream. We love Oprah. Um, <laughs> just even you know Macy's. I mean, these are really big yeah. things um, that I yeah. think not everyone really you can't really fathom or imagine it initially. No. Um, but you know, what was your goal initially with creating this, and and has it surpassed kind of that goal? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, my initial goal was I was just kind of sick of blogging. So I'm like, oh, let's just try something. You know, it wasn't yeah. ever going to be like my main job, you know? And so that was kind of something, I'll, we'll see where it goes kind of thought. And then you yeah, had to have it be this now. Um, first of all, I think it's great for my kids to see. So I have three older yeah. daughters and then my youngest is a son. So like just having my girls um, kind of see me working hard and like showing them what it is what it is to build something yeah. um so just even they can like put little stamps on things they have their little jobs too and mm-hmm. you know i love that I, don't, I just i feel like it's it's great to, for them to see and also hopefully it'll create a legacy for them too so maybe yeah. if they don't even want to work with me but maybe you know just setting up their future <laughs> a little bit more you know um yeah. i mean we'll see it's just kind of one of those things you never know but yeah. it is it's crazy i i i, I haven't really stopped to think about okay this is what happened you know even yeah. just um Aisha Curry has a, a place in Oakland now. And so mm-hmm. they chose me to be in her store. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, how do you know about this? Like, who are yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> All these stores are popping up. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell folks where they can find you online, where they can get product, and where they can engage and interact with you on social media. Okay. Yeah. So you can go to imbooze.com. I'm also still on Etsy. Um, I kind of like having both platforms, just there's, there's still the searchability on Etsy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I'm on both. So it's just imbooze on Etsy and then just imbooze.com. And then I'm on Instagram the most, I would say. Um, I do have like some flash sales and everything like that on Facebook. So sometimes I'll do like more of the fun stuff. Like I'll do a few lives and everything mm-hmm. on Facebook, but that's about it for that. Um, but then what else? Um, yeah. So you can purchase there's most items in stock right now. I'd say the only thing that has kind of been the prickly pear was one of those that was really hard to source. Uh-huh. And so the margarita, I know, prickly pear. I know it was like my favorite too. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh no, we don't have prickly pears anymore. So it's one of those things where you just kind of have to, you know, go with it. And so maybe we'll find them again, hopefully, but there's another fun margarita coming out too. Um, but yeah, And it's the nice thing is you get eight to 10 cocktails per infusion. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it seems like a lot, like two cups to infuse, but I mean, it's, 
it doesn't really last that long. <laughs> like, you <laughs> yeah. it, but yes. you're not going to drink it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, fun. thank you again so much for thank coming on. Thank you so on. much. And um, we thank are excited to see you keep growing and what happens. And um, we will definitely be ordering some. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be ordering. <laughs> um, at Foresighted. Um, I think there's four locations. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that there's a gym stock there. So if you want to just stop yeah. by there too. Yeah. Oh, yes. All right. Well, thank you again. Thank you and having we will me. talk soon. Yay. Thank you. This is Sip With Me News. I'm Erin Carlson. And I'm Ioana Kikados. Here are the things you need to know from this week's headlines. A United Airlines flight out of Denver lost an engine this weekend, with debris and large pieces of the engine's exterior raining down on a Denver suburb. 911 calls show residents reporting a loud boom and what they thought was a jumbo jet falling out of the sky. The Boeing 777, which is a model different from the controversial 737 MAX, was flying out of the airport around 10,000 feet when the engine exploded. The plane was able to return to the airport and there were no reports of injuries on the ground. The FAA and NTSB are investigating the root cause. One person died and four others were wounded in an overnight shooting at an American Legion club in southeast Missouri. The Kennett police officers responded to the American Legion building in reference to someone firing a gun. Upon arrival, investigation revealed that five individuals had been shot and victims were shot in various parts of the body. One of the victims later died from his injuries. This was a private event, and Chief Wilson estimates hundreds of people were there at the event. No arrests have been reported, and the Missouri State Patrol continues to investigate the shooting. And in international news, a UK court ruled this week that Uber drivers must be classified as employees rather than independent contractors. The decision means thousands of Uber drivers could be entitled to a minimum wage and holiday pay. The ruling could leave the ride-hailing app facing a hefty compensation bill and have wider consequences for the gig economy. It is also a sign that the future of ride-sharing job classification in the U.S. could be in flux over the coming years. And shifting to the pandemic, the U.S. death toll from the coronavirus topped 500,000 this Sunday, a milestone that underscores the grave threat the virus still poses nationwide, even as more Americans get vaccinated. COVID-19 has now claimed the lives of more than 2.4 million people worldwide. The death toll in the U.S. is the highest in the world, even though the country has less than 5% of the global population. Public health experts and top government officials have said that precautions must remain in place to slow the spread of the virus. And those are your headlines for the week. Be sure to tune in next week for the news that you need to know now. Thanks for listening to Sip With Me with Ioana and Aaron. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website, sipwithme.org. There you can find our recently released cocktail book, as well as other exciting Sip With Me content. And if you love our podcast, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on social at sipwithme underscore. Join us next week because we're hearing wedding bells and that means we'll chat all things wedding planning and the master plan with Jamie Wolfer of JW Coordination.